Support for IPR comes from Orchestra Iowa, presenting the movie E.T., the extraterrestrial on the big screen, accompanied by the symphony orchestra performing the score live, May 3rd and 4th at 7.30 at the Paramount. Tickets at orchestraiowa.com. Today is Friday. It is the 6th of January. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Republican U.S. Senator Joni Ernst says failure of House Republicans to elect a House Speaker could be sending the wrong message to foreign adversaries. We need to be working on our 2023 farm bill that needs to be reauthorized. There will be other bills that have to be reauthorized. We have to have a budget. We have to have appropriations. And if they continue this, then it's disrupting what we're able to get done. Ernst, who is part of the Senate's GOP leadership team, says the situation in the House is frustrating but will be resolved. She made her comments yesterday after a town hall meeting in Glenwood. All four Iowa Republicans serving in the U.S. House have voted to elect California Congressman Kevin McCarthy, who lost his 11th speaker election yesterday. The U.S. Department of Agriculture has announced more than $9 million in grants and loans for projects to bolster independent meat processing. A meat locker being built in the northwest Iowa town of Marcus has received an $800,000 loan for new construction. A cattle farm operation in the southwest Iowa town of Tabor got a $210,000 grant to expand production. U.S. Agriculture Secretary and former Iowa Governor Tom Vilsack says these investments are a way to give more marketing opportunities to small and mid-sized farming operations. It will create uh, hopefully more income for farmers, uh, more choice for consumers, and more jobs in rural areas. The two Iowa projects are among 25 across 15 states. Case New Holland workers in Burlington will get their first look at the company's newest contract proposal. IPR's Zachary Oren-Smith tells us an eight-month strike comes down to one vote by union members. The contract negotiation teams for Case New Holland and the United Auto Workers Union finally have something to show striking workers. Local union leadership says the negotiating team has increased wages, lowered health insurance premium hikes, and increased the cash bonus for ratifying the contract. Julie Anderson has put in 27 years at the plant in Burlington. Under a new contract, she hopes to put in three more. Um, I'm just looking for a fair contract, really. Uh, something that's uh, livable with the uh, cost of inflation going up here recently. Something to cover that cost a little bit, uh, take the sting out of that a little bit, and... Um, Still, you got to have a balance in there somewhere, and uh, we haven't had that for a while. So The contract also covers 700 UAW-represented workers in Racine, Wisconsin. It needs majority support to pass. Human remains found on the Cedar River have been identified as a missing Cedar Rapids City employee. The state medical examiner has identified the remains found by hunters on December 30th as those of 54-year-old Eric Spa. Spa went missing on May 7th after the city-owned pickup truck he had been driving between work sites, was found submerged in the Cedar River. An extensive search of the river had failed to locate his body. Spa's mother told KCRG-TV that complications from his diabetes could have contributed to his accident. And the Catholic Diocese of Des Moines is making clear where it stands on issues related to gender identity. KCCI Television reports later this month the diocese will release written policies that schools and churches will be required to follow. According to them, the policies are part of what it calls a lengthy process to tackle questions brought to the church and school leaders. The policies include requiring using the restroom that matches a person's biological sex, 
following the dress code or uniform according to a student's biological sex and only participating in school sports or activities that are consistent with a student's biological sex. KCCI-TV reports the diocese says if someone experiences gender dysphoria, they should be guided to ministers and counselors to help guide them by church policy. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. Support for IPR comes from The Healing Room at Upstream Functional Medicine, offering medical spa services that support the body's natural ability to detoxify from environmental challenges. Learn more about The Healing Room at upstreamfm.com. Iowa has almost 4,000 concentrated animal feeding operations, known as CAFOs. These facilities house large numbers of livestock. Other states in the Midwest don't have nearly as many. But in recent years, laws and programs have paved the way for CAFOs to operate in other states, like Missouri and Nebraska. Harvest Public Media's Eva Tesfai reports. In Cooper County, Missouri, CAFOs are a controversial topic. Susan Williams asked to meet in a small local library. And even in this quiet atmosphere, she's nervous about people overhearing the conversation. Don't want the whole town to hear me. (laughs) A retired elementary school principal and a farmland owner, Williams became involved in the controversy back in 2018. That's when a large hog operation called Tipton East planned on moving in less than a mile away from her house. The size of the operation, about 8,000 hogs, concerned her, especially since she grew up on a small hog farm. Just the smell and the waste that you had was tremendous with that, and I couldn't imagine what it would be like with that many hogs. So Williams and some other residents brought their concerns, including what it would do to air and water quality, to Cooper County's health department. The department responded, creating an ordinance to regulate emissions and the spread of manure from CAFOs. The next year, the Missouri Senate passed legislation preventing counties from enacting rules on CAFOs that are stricter than the state's. Cooper County and Cedar County sued over the law, taking the case all the way to the Missouri Supreme Court, which has yet to issue a ruling. Laws that prevent local opposition to farm operations are common, says Loka Ashwood, a rural sociologist at the University of Kentucky. We see that across the country. She says there are a lot of lawsuits regarding CAFOs in the Midwest. And in these lawsuits, the CAFOs are more likely to win. That's where people are fighting the hardest to try to defend their property rights, but they're also losing the most. Other farm groups argue CAFOs can be an economic boon for rural communities. Missouri Farmers Care is a group that wants to see agriculture grow in the state. It has a program that designates counties with the title AgriReady. Counties have to agree to a set of requirements that will make the county more welcoming to farm operations. Mike Deering sits on the board of Missouri Farmers Care and is also the vice president of Missouri Cattlemen's Association. He says CAFOs are a net positive for the state. It's food security, it's the food supply chain, and to make sure that we are keeping that local and not having to import, import, import. And so we have to encourage growth. In Nebraska, the State Department of Agriculture oversees a similar designation called Livestock-Friendly Counties. It will work with the county to develop zoning laws and permitting that makes it more accommodating to livestock production. Ashlyn Busick is with the Socially Responsible Agriculture Project, an organization that helps communities protect themselves from the negative impacts of CAFOs. She works in Missouri and Nebraska and says welcoming CAFOs hurts small livestock producers. 
when a county is accommodating for the big ag industry, guess who continues to get pushed out of the market? And guess who can hardly stand to live on their farms anymore because of the stench of the CAFOs just across the fence? The Nebraska Department of Agriculture says attracting livestock operations of all sizes is a focus, and they add a livestock-friendly county is more appealing for new projects. Dodge County, Nebraska has that designation, and Costco opened a poultry operation there back in 2019. Jessica Coulterman is the plant's director of administration. She says Costco chose Nebraska in part because of the warm reception. The other thing that they were really impressed with was the the welcome that they received from the state and the local governments and also from the business leaders in the area. Back in Cooper County, Missouri, farm owner Susan Williams is still waiting for the state's Supreme Court to rule on whether local governments can regulate CAFOs. But whatever the ruling is, she says residents have to keep paying attention. The fight's not ever going to be over. I think this public is always going to have to be vigilant to make sure that the public's interests are taken into account just as much as any industry. But she's also optimistic because she says now people are more informed about CAFOs. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Eva Tesfai. Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of public media newsrooms in the Midwest and Great Plains, including IPR News, reporting on food systems, agriculture, and rural issues. This is Here First from IPR News. Subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. I'm Clay Masters.